Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. better have some of those top and bottom of the cobs produced. I have good ones. Can we talk about the fact that you post on your social media about this podcast? People said, I didn't know she had a podcast. So the post worked. So good work. We're, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. And the next thing is to put out audio clips. Like I know that people want content to satisfy your eyes, ears, nose, and throat like at all times. And and I'm sure we we will get to that at some point. They don't I just want basically audio need clips. someone to do it. They want video clips. Video. So here's my yes. face. Well, I just they got can't my hair done. It. Well, they will when I make a beautiful video of my like okay looking hair. So get ready. <laughs> get ready for that. I mean, look. We record these podcasts a few days before and then we pretend that it's like day of, but it's obviously an incredibly sad day in America. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't at least acknowledge. Not that this is like a news show, but I think, sadly, I've said this before, the good news is every time, so every few days, a mass shooting happens, I am just as sad and horrified. I've not become numb to it because it is not a normal thing, no matter how much it happens. Mm. And... I'm not connected to it. I mean, I have a child, but I'm not connected to it in a tangible way. I don't live there. It wasn't my kid. I don't know anyone involved. But it really lays you out for the whole day mentally. So I can only imagine what other people are going through. And I was texting with a friend who lives in Hong Kong. And I was just like, I'm so embarrassed that all the great things that America once was. I appreciate a bloody history and oppression, but all of the things, the American dream is still alive and well. We had a nanny come over today who's Guatemalan and she told me her daughter is graduating from Stanford with like a full ride. And she was like, my husband and I work so hard. And I was like, the American dream is alive and well. The American spirit is alive and well, but our country is being in real time fully hijacked. 
And so I am not a political analyst. I don't want to lose followers. I'm not here to preach, but I am here to say that I am like for the first time in my life, I actually Googled today, like, can I move to Copenhagen? The answer is no. (laughs) And that's what I want to say to these other countries. Like, hey, we were super cool and welcoming everyone. Can you return the favor? (laughs) Please let us come over there. You have to like work in IT or something. No one's like a comedian. Come on over. Um, I know. Well, especially because you don't have to do your job there. So they're like, you could stay where you are. Also contribute to your economy. You know, I'll buy the house. I'll do the thing. But it is incredibly scary. And I was talking to Noah about it. And he was like, I gave up hope when they shot up a country music festival and people still didn't care. Like, this isn't like you're only shooting up theater schools, you know? So... Um, right. And, and the truth is, you know, it's not so much a joke as much as something I would say on stage was, a, and I've said before, like, why don't we just take guns away from men because women don't do this. And then today it was a woman and fucking, God damn it, it was a transgender woman, which they will run with to be like, see what we told you? Ignoring all the examples of other types of predators and people that have done this. And so I'm so angry at that damage. Literally, when we're recording, this has just happened, so more information will come out by the time this airs. So, you know, I don't, we can't I speak guess too, too much to it. What, what they never tell you, and I know this is a comedy podcast, but I'm just so floored by this, but they never tell you because all of these losers write manifestos, which I'm sure are babbling and incoherent. I don't understand. I could understand if you were mad at the world shooting a bunch of, lawmakers or a bunch of adults, but why is it kids? Like, what is the validation in that? Who is telling these people? Why is that, if you want to blame it on like um, anything, why is that the thing versus shooting, you know, and people do adults, but I don't understand what the kid thing has to do with it and why that's the choice. Right. I guess they never talk about it. They never give any context or anything. And then the story just goes away. But well, I guess we'll see. They have a manifesto, so I guess we'll see. That's what see I'm saying. You always, what that actually says. I just think about, we went out to a diner yesterday out in the mountains. We took Sierra. We had a beautiful day, just like a lot of those parents did with their kid on Sunday. And I just, um, like I actually just Googled the school she's going to go to when she's older. Like, do they have metal detectors? I just hate this world that we're, we've created. We're just wrecking like two full generations of kids. And this country is going to go down the crapper because we're going to have all of these people who are so damaged from all of this, whether it's your school not being safe or your drinking water poisoned or being told that however you are is the wrong way to be, pollution in general. And when America sneezes, it causes, the, the rest of the world catches a cold. So it starts here and it goes everywhere and it's just really fucking scary. And so I just want to validate anybody else that's angry or sad or scared. Um, Yeah. And once you have kids also, it's just, you can't help but think about your own kid selfishly. So, but then you go outside, you pick your head up and you're like, but this isn't happening today to me. And we all move on. I vote for, I don't want to take people's guns. I want gun safety. You want to own a rifle to shoot a deer? Fucking own it. But it Mm -hmm. should be really hard to get a gun and there should be like three, like do it North Korea style, like three generations of your family go to jail if your minor ends up killing people with a gun they took from you. 
Anyway. Yeah, I saw a, a post online that was like a picture of vibrators at Walmart. And they're like, why are they selling vibrators at Walmart? This is totally inappropriate. So I was like, well, they sell guns at Walmart. Bunch of so like pull it back. Puritanical, Bible-thumping, incel homophobes. Anyways, uh, SOS from America. America has been taken hostage by like a very elite percent of people who benefit from like blood money from the NRA. Please send help. They're poisoning our food. <laughs> and you're trying to get <laughs> shelter in another country. What what fan will offer Eliza uh, refuge? No, I'm going to stay here and fight for now. It's very, oh, very boy. scary. Okay. Um, in other news, you guys have smaller problems and we are here to answer them. Hopefully you have some. <laughs> I had to say something. By the time I listen to this, there will have been another shooting, I, but the whole conversation is so fucked up. And just so you know, it's like this dehumanization. Like many, I was talking to my assistant about this and she was just like, many people who are taught to like fear trans people will never meet one. And the joke is there's all this like homophobic rhetoric out there, like all this legislation they're passing against being gay and saying gay and drag queens. Gays are among you. Gays are older than Jesus Christ. Gays have been here as long as, hom- as heterosexuals have been here. So just because you don't think you know one, you do. Mm-hmm. So open your fucking eyes and get with it. That's not the problem. No one's trying to fuck you because you're probably ugly. I'm just saying they're making it like transgender people and drag queens and gays are the, like they're making that the issue while they're secretly just like poisoning your water, killing your women and your kids. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. Now we great. settled it. Great. Great. And to the, to a way lesser extent, did you see that um, image of the Pope and the jacket that was, that people thought was real? Oh my God. It wasn't real. Oh, I thought the post was so funny. There it was, it was something like, Gen Z jealous of this drip or something. I thought that was a real, because like, I think it's like Prada makes his loafers. Yeah, so that's the problem is it's continuing this conversation of suddenly AI art is like among us and we have right. no way to kind of, we have no education. We can barely tell if like what we're getting in our emails is spam and it'll be like, hello, I'm a scammer. Can I tell you and something? Like, I, this could be real. If you, and someone like Alex Jones would like, would like warm out of this, but if you knowingly pass along altered information or like personal facts, fake news, You, it should be like a federal crime because you are upset. And it's basically like yelling fire in a movie theater or yeah. like there's a gun at a school, except this time it's real. Uh, I, I think somebody was talking about this. Somebody in tech, I told them this idea and they're like, there's a name for that. I think everything online should be attached to your one username, one account. So like, if you want to go on Instagram and say a bunch of awful stuff, like we all know what that's attached to. Like there should be no anonymity. That way I'd be- I believe the Huffington Post does that. Like you have to, you can only comment with a real Facebook that you've registered to them. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Because I'm like all over the Huffington Post. I just think it should be like (laughs) attached to your social security number, your ID. Like we know who you are. All these people want to like go off and say horrible things and threatening things. Like let's see how brave you are when everyone knows who you are. Because at least as a comic, I stand by everything I say. It's all trackable. (laughs) But folks, you've got questions and we're here. Our podcast is a steady 747. We're not doing anything radical. We're just here to give you that hot, red hot life advice. Now that I've told you exactly where I stand politically, but it's still sort of vague. (laughs) I still still wouldn't mind a tax break once in a while. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, the first thing isn't even a question, but I need to share this. It says, thank you. When the pandemic hit, there was an episode where Eliza said something along the lines of, don't sit around while the world stops so that when the world begins, you'll come out on top. (laughs) We saved every penny and every COVID check and ended up being able to buy our first house at 2.7%, I believe, APR interest rate in 2021 and graduated with my BS in 2022 here in 2023. And I totally credit Eliza's motivational speech that day. So thank you, Tiffany. I love that. 
What is, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was phenomenal. I think that's so cool. And also, <laughs> I'm like, don't sit around waiting. That way, when the world opens, you come out on top or with a book that like some of your fans bought. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> or, yeah, never ever make the mistake of thinking because everybody says they're like collectively stepping away or taking a breath that they're actually doing it. Don't sleep mm -hmm. on this hustle. No. Don't sleep on this Pope drip. Perp drip. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I'm 30, female and from Toronto. Context. My boyfriend is still friends with his ex-girlfriend's female friends. Mm. Even though he broke up with his ex, her friends have become even closer friends with him. He's the only guy in their friend group. The ex doesn't hang out with them anymore. The girls all come from wealthy families, went to private school together, and are very clicky. They're in their late 20s. My boyfriend does not come from any of these backgrounds. The issue. I've been dating him for two years. Things are going great, except for this group of girls. These girls don't acknowledge me when I'm there. What? They only talk to each other or my boyfriend. I try to chime in on conversations, but they give me one-word answers that ignore me. The last time we all saw each other... One of the girls was calling my boyfriend daddy and gave him a tight hug that lasted well over a minute as we all watched. My boyfriend says he doesn't know why the girls are acting strange and it's just one-off behavior. These girls were once his only friends and he really cherishes them. So he's finding it hard to call them out on what they do and says they aren't aware of what they're doing to me. Yeah, they are. My question. Yeah, they yeah. are. My question. My boyfriend knows how isolated and hurt I feel every time I hang out with these girls and they reject me. He says he doesn't want to drop the girls as friends and we only have to see them a handful of times every year, so it's not a big deal. Well, then why Is does it, it matter? If you're only seeing them a handful of times, like, who cares? Just drop them altogether. It's not like you have to see them. All right, I'm just saying. What's the difference to Is him? Is it fair? All right, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Is it fair to tell my boyfriend I don't want to ever hang out with them again because of how mean they can be towards me? He says he will distance himself from the girls if they continue to disrespect me. But it's been two years and nothing has changed. What should I do, Sandy? Why were they his only friends? Okay, so this is so bizarre. Like, this is such a weird question. How often does this happen? So he was with this woman, okay, and I guess had no friends or, and then he and the woman broke up. All of her friends ditched her for him. Yeah. Like, where are his original friends? Who was his friend before That's he what I'm this saying. Girl? Like, what happened when this break? Was it precipitated by the breakup? We don't, like, they're calling him daddy. I don't, and he's just like, oh, I don't know. I, what is, is that just like a thing that you say to like a hot person? They don't have to be older than you. Like, you would not call an ugly person daddy. You would no. not call your own dad they're, daddy. That's weird. Ugh. Um, I don't know why, why did, did he not have any male friends? And also the private school thing, it's a little weird because it's like, unless he's super hot, which he probably is, this feels like weirdly sexually charged. I wonder. He has a harem. Did he hook up with one of these girls? Maybe he's hooking up with all of them. Something's going on. <laughs> And I know that you're 30. This is a very, like, I always thought 30 was old. And now I look back, I'm like, the babies. This is a very delicate transition from your 20s to your 30s. This is where you start to sort of shed a lot of the friends that you had in your 20s. And only a man that young would care about this. A guy who loves you would be like, I'm done. That's so disrespectful. And the fact that he doesn't feel he can stand up to them as if he owes them anything Something's going on. They clearly don't respect you. 
I don't understand why they're friends with him. And I, I guess I also don't understand why you bring up the private school thing. Is this like, is he like super blue collar and they think it's a novelty? Or are you just saying that they're clicky as private school kids can be? Is there a version where the next time you all hang out, like you bring some friends? Can you isolate one of them and just start hitting her as hard as you can? And like prison <laughs> rules, just be like, I'm not letting go until she's out. I think this it, it, comes down really to your boyfriend's respect for you. Like, so yeah. what's more important? Him getting to see this like random pack of jackals five times a year where they're shitty to you or you, the girl that he like, quote unquote, loves. Right. Something's what is he weird. getting out of this? He's he's sitting there talking to them about he, whatever. He likes the they're attention. not acknowledging you. He likes the 100%. attention. 100%. Well- a group of girls that ditched his ex for him. Yep. Like, what an ego trip. You got to either mark <laughs> your territory, which is shitty because you shouldn't have to do that. But this has nothing, this has less to do with them and more to do with him not treating you right. And you've already been kind of okay with it. And you have a minor complex because you mentioned these girls went to a private school, like have money. So like, you're kind of like, oh, am I not as good enough, it doesn't matter. Like rich people can be very stupid too. So either you keep some class and you say something and they will they will play so dumb and they'll play the victims. I don't even think you want to go down that road. But I just think you say like, hey dude, like this is not cool. Think of how you would feel if I had a group of hot dude friends who had like tons of money or even hotter, no money. Ooh, and they vape and drive stick shift Acuras. Listen to me. I'm just saying, how would you feel if I had a group of guy friends that were always calling me sweetheart and like hot tits and when you were around them, they were like all over me. Your boyfriend would flip his fucking shit. I think this might be a perfect time for the Eliza school of like the question method and just being like, do you think that the way that they're treating me is friendly? Like, do you think that this is how they treat other people? Do you think that they're treating us the same? Like just making him look at the fact that, because otherwise he can make all these excuses like, oh, they were weird. Oh, this happened. It's like, do you think this is acceptable? Would you like to be treated this way? You know, And I will tell you, I will fully admit this and I will get canceled for this. As a woman, there are times that we go to a crazy place. There are times where like your boyfriend says one thing to a girl and you're like, why don't you just marry her and I will kill myself? I get there is like a crazy lane that like all girls go down and sometimes you're very alone in this lane and you're like, well, I guess that's the end of that relationship and he's just going to marry her. He's like, I literally ordered a Frosty from her. But this is consistent enough and it really kind of, I feel like, are you still attracted to your boyfriend? Like that's such a mature behavior. It just comes down to maturity. And you don't have to say to him, but it's like, hey, if you don't respect me, I will sure as shit find a guy who will. Well, and then it's like the daddy thing is like beyond the pale. Like that just is a totally separate, like that alone is is enough to be like, this is not acceptable. Have I told you where beyond the pale comes from? No. Beyond the pale, the pale was Catherine the Great's like kingdom, quote unquote, like where everybody lived and Jews were forced to live beyond the pale in like Eastern Europe. That's why there's so many Jews in Eastern Europe. Like she had all of Russia Beyond the Pale is like where all my family comes from. I found this out <laughs> recently. Anyway. So yeah, it's very anti-Semitic of him. <laughs> uh, the Pale well, is the, was the neighborhood. It was like the, the area in the country, not the neighborhood. It was fucking massive. Anyway. 
a paling fence. To be beyond the pale is to be outside the area except his home. Catherine the Great created the Pale of Settlement in Russia. Thank you. You know, I was told it was that. It's where Jews couldn't live was beyond the Pale of Settlement. But if you Google beyond the pale, it has to do with Ireland. So maybe it's both. Point is, Catherine the Great was a huge anti-Semite, which has nothing to do with your question. But as I Google her, not as hot as I thought she was. Okay. Olden times people were not good looking. I feel like George Washington was. And I feel like Thomas Jefferson was. I just do. I feel like he was like really strong when he was probably like younger. But of course, there's like no pictures of that. Um, And I feel like James Madison was like, okay looking. Anyway, moral of the story, your boyfriend is super immature. Definitely either had a thing with one of those girls or has an ongoing flirty thing. Uh, Needs to feel validated by them but he's not respecting you. Also, Catherine the Great was a huge anti-Semite. Well, we have a an important Jewish follow-up from the person with the secret family. <laughs> Remember, this person's grandfather, it turned out, was a Jewish man and not the man that her mother thought was the father. Okay, can I say, my issue with the way that you produce is that your follow-ups are always from a recent episode. It's never like five episodes ago where people have like time to implement the advice. Because you're lazy. This is when, (laughs) this is relevant because the problem is we say these things, then people want to come in right away and defend themselves against what we said. No, that's is not a court. We're here for evidence, not you defending yourself, but go on. Okay. Thank you so much for answering my question about my super secret family. Just some more context because we asked these questions. You asked about these things. Okay. The reason me and my mom fight so often is because we're really different and have completely opposite ideals. She wanted me to be a stay-at-home mom and is really close-minded. I've never felt like we're on the same page. From what my mom told me from her half-sister, the three other half-siblings who are in their 20s don't talk to their dad anymore, my biological grandpa. Now, remember, we were like, you probably shouldn't get involved in this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we, we didn't know. know. His deal is, right. he ditched out. He ditched out on the family. Sounds like the family that he decided to go live with also were like, we don't want to talk to you, man. You could be- a, Apparently, yeah. he's an- He's an asshole. <laughs> apparently, he's an asshole. And he they think he has narcissistic personality disorder. Oh, you disorder. think an international lawyer who's still practicing at like 85 has a narcissistic personality disorder? Yeah. Like a trial lawyer? Yeah. <laughs> so our question asker says, me reaching out to them, this family, would not include me being in contact with my grandpa- All my grandparents are alive and well. My grandparents are also young since my mom's mom had her when she was 16 and my biological grandpa was 18. My adopted grandma, grandpa is only a year older than my grandma. It's not like anyone is going to die soon and everyone is good health for their age. Okay. As it is. Okay. Hearing my question read out to me by you, you two, I realized that my reason for wanting to connect to these other family members would be kind of selfish. I want some sort of family reunion and warmth I don't get from my family mm. now. By trying to connect with my recently discovered family, I might not get what I'm looking for and I'll be brokenhearted. I literally never thought that. I had a fantasy in my mind that they would take me in with open arms and I wanted it so badly, I blinded myself to any other option. Thanks again. This has been so helpful for me and really put things into perspective. I love you and your podcast and I have notifications on so I don't miss an episode. Next time you're performing in New York City, you can guarantee I'll be there. Eliza was right about me being from the Northeast. I'm from Long Island. Yeah, of course you are. Also, it's like we're only like Jews and Italians exist. It's like, you gotta be one or the other. I like it. She's like, I keep my notifications on to remind me when it's Wednesday. 
<laughs> you know what? This show's all about giving you the hot take, but really just giving you enough information from our side so you can make your own decision. So I'm glad that you did. And I'm glad that you got to hear it out loud. I think it taps into an important reason to have your question like discussed is just a viewpoint that you asking questions that you don't want to ask yourself. Mm. Like you don't want to question a situation, but we have no emotional ties. So we're like, what's up with that person? Yeah. We'll give it to you hot and straight. Hot and straight. Take it. No. Hello, Eliza, Emily, and Hot Scotty. This might be a bit long, and I always said I wouldn't send my sob stories in for you, Eliza, to become my personal therapist since you're not one, but it's your brutal honesty and strong opinions and knowledge I need at this point. I'll go to a therapist after I figure shit out. Mm -hmm. Probably go before, but I, 29 female, have been with my boyfriend, 28, for just over two years. We met during the pandemic at work. We work for the same company, but in different departments, on different teams, and in completely different locations. If it wasn't for the pandemic, we never would have met. We started dating December of 2020, and at the end of 2021, we got an apartment together. And then shortly after that, we got a dog together. After a couple of months, things started to feel like I was living with a roommate that I shared a bed with and not a significant other. January of 2022, I got injured on the job and have had to undergo wrist surgery. May of last year, oh, I had to go into wrist surgery May of last year and shoulder surgery January of this year. While I was off work, he was such a big help to me. Would go to the store whenever I needed it, but things still didn't feel right. He admitted to me February 13th that he had been flirting with his friend's mother on Snapchat for the last six months. Quote, nothing bad, just calling her cute and beautiful and pretty. Things he has not said to me in roughly a year unless I ask. I haven't gotten a compliment from him for any reason unless I pry. I've lost all trust in him since I feel that since he went and did it once, went and decided to just be dumb and careless, and he might do it again. I've confronted him about the fact that he never calls me cute or beautiful or anything anymore, that I don't know if he's still attracted to me. And he says he's sorry, but nothing ever changes. What do I do? Can I ever trust him? What do you mean he's sorry, okay, but so nothing was... ever changes? <laughs> well, he, I guess oh, oh, he keeps oh, sorry. snapshotting I thought, someone's mom. No, I thought he said, I'm sorry, but nothing ever changes. You, oh. He said sorry, and then no. also nothing ever changed. Got it. Okay, so that question was submitted six days ago. Seven hours ago, so six days after that, update. I broke up with oh, him. Oh, great. But now we have to figure out- No, doesn't matter. Do we both give up the apartment? I love this apartment. I'd so much rather keep it for myself great. and he move out. Plus, we have to figure out what happens with the dog that we adopted together. He never wanted the dog, but ended up loving the dog more than me, literally. I fought my ass off to get that dog, though. She's my everything. What would you do? I will literally tell you what's going to happen. First of all, I'm so glad you saved me the breath. I'm glad you broke up. This is such a dead-end relationship. Just ask him. Be like, I'd like to keep- the You feel strongly about the apartment. It doesn't seem like he does. What will happen is you will do joint custody of the dog and then one of you will kind of lose interest. So don't worry about it. It will crystallize. If you want these things, make it clear. Be like, I'd like to buy you out or I'd like to just show them the plan. Be like, I think you should move out because you were the one that kind of like tanked this. Like if anything, it's like reparations for him kind of emotionally cheating. And the dog be like, great, we'll start with me. I'll have the dog for two weeks and you can come get her and I guarantee he won't. But even if he does. But he likes the dog more than her. Then you can just share the dog until one of you stops caring or the dog dies. Kick it. The dog won't be around for that long because dogs don't live that long. So you only got about 10 more years of shared custody. <laughs> Depending on how big the dog is. I really wanted if it's a Great Dane, you only have about two weeks. <laughs> I really wanted to get into this person Snapchatting someone's mom, but she solved it. That's not elder shame. Maybe she was smoking hot. 
When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, AIA crew. Love you all. Let's get into it. I'm a 34-year-old female and getting married this year and contemplating an MBA. Just so you know, I am your typical listener. I have been with my significant other for 11 years. So at this point, we are just having a fun destination party. I have a question about body confidence and how to strike a balance in life. I bought the correct dress size for the body I have now, but I can't help to think how much better I'd look with 10 to 15 pounds less. Mm. We are having a destination wedding in Costa Rica, so I'll be in a bathing suit around friends and family for activities around the wedding. I've always had a sort of meh outlook on my body. I'm short with a decent amount of muscle from growing up playing all kinds of sports. I've been trying to approach working out in a more longevity-focused mindset. Think yoga and weightlifting with some cardio in the form of running. On the weekends, I'll stay active by skiing in the winter (laughs) and trail running in the summer. I know diet is like 90% a factor in gaining and losing weight. I try to eat healthy, but refuse to deny myself any type of food. If there is queso, I'm going to eat it and probably get a marg. But then I'll make a salad or soup the next day and be mindful for dinner. Cooking is how I show my friends and family I care. Had a baby? Here's a homemade lasagna. Congrats. 
Friends over for dinner? Yes, we do need to make an elk roast, twice baked potatoes, and a salad that I grew myself. I mean, obviously, what else do your girlfriends eat? (laughs) My friends come over. It's like, it's moose night. (laughs) This sounds sounds very Canadian, but okay. And we can't tell I am from Colorado and grow a lot of vegetables in the summer. If we are eating meat, it's usually elk that my fiance hunted. Okay. Hey, sustainable. Good. I guess what I am asking is, how do you maintain the balance between looking good and feeling good and enjoying your life? I've never felt so focused on my body, but with an upcoming event where a lot of eyes will be on me and my partner, I can't help but obsess. Okay, look. When is the wedding? You don't know. It is. mm, Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say, but... (sighs) She already has the dress. So it's like she has a dress. She works out. She has a lot of activities she enjoys. She sounds like she balances her food pretty well, but she still thinks she could lose weight. Okay. Well, then you, I don't know because I don't know when your wedding is. Like you don't, you cannot lose 10 to 15 pounds like in a month. So I don't know when your wedding is. Um, We also all know that you can do wedding alterations up till X amount of days out. Like just because you buy something doesn't mean it has to say that size. However... It's normal to like want to look great for your wedding. But just remember, you're going to look great no matter what. You already tricked someone into marrying you. And everybody is there to celebrate you as you are. And the person who's marrying you is marrying you as you are. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be better. But you're putting a lot of pressure, probably with not that much time left, on yourself to look like a version of yourself that you've never been. And probably... I don't want to say never will be, but sometimes like our body types are just our body types. I don't know what you look like or anything like that. I just think you need to know that they are, I don't know if it's a guy or girl you're marrying, they're going to think you're stunning regardless. And I know it kind of doesn't matter. It's like, well, I think you're beautiful. You're like, who fucking cares? Everybody is going to be, they're going to, it's going to be incredible no matter what. And you don't want to look back on the wedding. Like, oh my God, I was so stressed. I hated the way that I looked. So I think it's about like having a very frank conversation with yourself. Like, are you going to do anything to kick this into high gear? No, then don't think about it. Or you find an exercise that really does it. Like I'm not, I happen to find Pilates. I'm not telling you to do Pilates. For some reason, it works for me. And I've never been in better shape, but I really committed to it. And I will tell you right now, I don't change anything that I eat. I just do this. So there's the version where you are saying all these things, but you aren't really that healthy because I think we all think we are. But if you wrote down everything you ate, it'd be like, wow, I have margaritas three nights out of the week and a cheeseburger and a salad, but that, you know, or there's the version where you are living a balanced life and you're putting yourself through hell for nothing, but you have the dress. This is who you are. I think it's either shit or get off the pot. I think it's either let's go. Like what you don't want to do, which is what every girl does is, Continue to beat yourself up, but you're not making any changes. So either make the changes and be about it or give yourself a break. Either way, you win. Yeah, she thinks 10 to 15 pounds. She says, you know, I can't help but think that that would, maybe, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe you'd lose 10 to 15 pounds and you would feel the exact same about your body nope. that you do now. Nope. You would you would love it. But that's a lot. <laughs> 10 to 15 pounds is a lot of weight and you might not be able to shed it. Like, especially if you're like a short person, it might be very, very hard. Have you ever mm. lost weight like that before? is like genetically is that in the cards you don't want to kill yourself to do it so but this comes down to self-acceptance i mean we all have days where you hate your bodies um but at the end of the day like what are you going to do about it and if the answer is i'm still gonna have margaritas 
then that's what you're going to do. Because mm-hmm. it seems like you're maintaining a nice balance now and you want to be a different version of yourself. But where'd you get that idea? Were you ever, ten- I mean, obviously you were lighter at some point because you are a human that's grown up from being a baby. But were you ever around this age, 10 to 15 pounds lighter? Or is this just something you saw in magazines? I'm saying like, don't set an unrealistic expectation. And don't forget to enjoy this time. But, you know, maybe just don't eat right before bed. Hi, Liz and Emily, and the rest of the less or never heard, but still loved pod squad. Love you both so much. Wednesday mornings are my favorites because it's new episode time. Eliza, I just got home from your show at Fantasy Springs. I was thrilled to have you out so close where I live. I love the show, loved you, loved Hunter. Wish I hadn't had to duck out to pee during your set. Question, what goes through your head when you're doing your set and the crowd is, let's say, weird? I saw you in San Diego in May and that crowd seemed pretty fantastic. This crowd tonight was not full of nurses and grad school students, or maybe they were, but like 50 years ago. I don't know what to say. The Coachella Valley is a little weird demographically. You seem to totally roll with it, but are there wheels turning in your head while you're on stage trying to figure out how you'd approach that type of crowd differently next time or just crossing those types of stops off the map for a good while? LOL. Looking forward to seeing you perform again, however close it is to this area. Thanks, Sabrina. Happy to answer that, Sabrina. Look, I think the mark of a good comic is that you can play all different places. There are a lot of comics who are well-known, but they do, I mean, we all have places where we do better, demographics where we do better. There are some people that cannot bring their act to the South, cannot bring their act to New York City, cannot bring their act abroad. And you are coming, look, at a casino, it's kind of a different animal. Like all, all bets are off because a lot of those are comps. A lot of those are tribal comps. Um, the whole casino point, I mean, only at a casino do you have to give away like X amount of tickets. Like the room might hold 3,300, but you only have to sell like 2,800 because the casino keeps some of the tickets to give to their high rollers and and whoever else. So you're not really doing a casino play because you're like, this is my market. It's a money play and it's a good way to entertain people in in a place you don't normally go to. So I go in knowing that. I don't think I'm walking into like a show in Portland. And because I've played enough markets, I know how to walk that line. I appreciate that that is a very conservative audience speckled with a lot of blue people. And so what you get is this, you kind of don't know. You can't make the mistake of thinking like, we all think the same, right? It's really painful when a comic has their set and they don't know how to pivot or when they go in like with their agenda, you have to be mindful of where you are and you should always cater to never pander. So I might lean a little bit harder into something or I might lean a little bit harder into something more neutral or say what I mean, say something social, but also make sure to say something for the other side. So initially, like with Hunter, they were a little cold, but I'm there to say, look, I'm going to hold on to you and I'm not going to let go until my hour is up. And even though the crowd was weird, the feedback, you know, was that they had a great time, but it's really not my concern. Um, I think people are uncomfortable. I think people get nervous. I think people sometimes can't catch up with what I'm saying. So it never throws me only because that crowd was absolutely fine and like so far from the worst crowd I've ever had. You do this long enough, you kind of just, you're like, look, I'm here. I came with the best of intentions and I'm going to do the best show I can. But I believe in a professional show. I believe in completing it. I believe in finding, you got to find what each audience likes. Some audiences, like they love a dick joke. Some are kind of prude. Some... You know, you have to find those little pockets and then explore it further. So 
Never forget, stand-up comedy is a living, breathing art form. And never forget, just because I think gay people are great and want some gun control doesn't mean my audience thinks that. And it doesn't mean that I need to hit you over the head with it at a comedy show. I think that there's a way to make sure that both, that people just feel like they're all in on the joke. So at a venue like that, you know, usually when you do a show, it's fill 100%. It's people who bought tickets because they know you and they love you. At a venue like that, you wind up with people that that are just going to see comedy and not necessarily you, right? I think it's mostly me, but then I think sometimes it's like, oh, it's a it's a night out or we don't know. Oh, we have, we're given free tickets by the casino. In Las Vegas, yeah. it's a little different. That's more of a destination. But casinos, it's like a different arrangement. And I count myself lucky because mm-hmm. not every comic gets asked to do these. Like these are big money makers. You attract a lot of people. Um, but at the end of the day, I think everybody had a good time. Sometimes people are just weird. Yeah. Sometimes it's also never forget how tired people are on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure also uh, this person who they had seen you in kind of a show that was all, there was a different vibe. Otherwise they might not have even thought that this vibe was strange. Yeah, it's, you know, if they hadn't seen you elsewhere. Uh, it's, they also thought it was strange because I full on said, you guys are weird <laughs> to my audience. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think they, I think if you ask each person individually, they'd be like, we had a good time. Right. Yeah. We had a good time until she called us weird. She called me weird and I don't identify as weird. Then I cried. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I love listening to your podcast and always agree with the advice you give. It's like what I would say, but articulated better. Yeah. This time though, I am completely stuck and honestly don't know what you will make of it, but I need your take. I recently fell out with one of my closest family members. For context, she's the kind of a perfectionist who'd rather chew her arm off than admit imperfection or mistake. It's taken years, but I finally see that she's also a self-serving, manipulative gaslighter who hides all of that very proficiently from the world, except her husband and me, who seems to be the only people who see her true colors. After a recent confrontation where she hurt me, but made it into my issue and my attack on her, not acknowledging or admitting any of her part, I can't bring myself to be near her. I'm completely revolted by her personality. If she were a friend, I would just finish this friendship and move on. But how do I do that with a family member? Sure, she lives in a different country (laughs) and we might only ever cross paths back in our hometown at Christmas, but how? She's sweet yet superficial with our family who adore her and will never see the nasty side of her. And as secure as I am in my assessment of her, if I take my cold shoulder too far, I will be the problematic one who stirs up shit in the family instead of just getting along. What would you recommend? Another issue is that she has a small baby girl who's just the most adorable and whose life I'd love to be in somehow. What would you do? Huge hugs to you both and also to Chanfu, whose stories I can never get enough of. Mona, 35, you know, female. Mona, I wonder if, first of all, how involved were you in her life before if she lives in another country? Or was this like Facebook posts, messages, texts, you know? There is, she probably knows what she did. She might even be like a little embarrassed. And I know people would be like, let her off the hook, just move on. I think there's a way for you to remain dignified and stand your ground. Do not say anything about this to anyone because it will very quickly, if she is a master manipulator and a total operator, become like, oh, well, 
Yeah, Mona's got a real thing against her. And if you try to rally people against her, the only way you can do something is if another relative is like, hey, have you noticed that like Susan is kind of a bitch? And then you just give them a look and then they'll be like, what do you know? You don't say anything. You be you be impeccable. You keep you keep it clean. That way, if someone says anything, you should be like, oh yeah, just not much. Give it as little air as possible. It's a it's not a friend, so you can't say like, oh, I don't really know her, but you could just, if someone says something, everybody be like, oh, that's great. How's her little girl? Always make it about the little girl. You could send the little girl gifts. Like you can still love that little girl. And chances are she's not going to like cast you out because she's a crazy person. So she probably either is totally aware and is embarrassed or is unaware, which is great. And when you see her at a holiday, you can just say, hi, how's little Susie? She's good. Talk to the little kid. Be really sweet to her. But you don't fuck up. That's how you do it. You give her no attention. And when you do see her, "Uh uh-huh, great. How are you? How was the flight? Good. Great. And move on. She will never call you out on it. You be polite, not warm. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And you say nothing to anyone. And eventually her true colors will come out. But what you don't want to be is the only one leading this charge against her. And then it's like, wow, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with Mona? Yeah. Even though it is so annoying to like watch people not see someone else like to think that but yeah it's not worth it what do you get out of exposing her you, you know send, you don't get anything you know it's tough for you because you want to send a little kid cards you hope she gives them to her whatever I don't know how you're going to be involved in her life if she lives in another country but now that you've seen you've seen too much and now that you've seen who she is now that she's shown you frog and scorpion one on each other's backs one's drowning now that she's shown you you can never unsee it so you have to use that to your advantage Maybe you don't let her in as close. Maybe you don't reveal personal things. You just keep her at arm's length. Mm-hmm. That's all you can do. Don't slip. Don't fuck up. Don't like commiserate with someone else and then they tell her and now you're the bee. Yeah. Or if you do, make sure that relative's really old and they're going to die before they can tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Long time, first time. Love everything you do. I've seen all your specials. Okay. So my partner of seven years and I are great for each other. We had a baby during the pandemic years and only grew closer. However, we oftentimes open up our relationship to keep things spicy and hot. Rarely does this manifest into actual sex, but more or less just flirting and dates that we enjoy bringing <laughs> back to each other to talk about. Oh. That, that almost that, always Do you tell the to- person you're going out with, like, I'm not going to fuck you, but I will be flirting <laughs> and I will be getting <laughs> chicken tenders. <laughs> That almost always leads to intimacy between us. It's weird, I know, but this dynamic really works for us. He also sort of has a fetish in the realm of sharing me with other men, which is mostly a fantasy, like I said, but the door is open for this. So, cut to now. I'm across the country at my mom's house with our baby. How do I date here without tipping my mom and family off about our very unconventional and personal arrangement? I don't love talking about my sex life with my family. But I want to be really? honest about where I am and who I am with, especially since my mom will be watching my daughter. This is so strange to navigate. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shout out to baby Sierra, hot Scotty, and the whole gang. Look, this is a unique question because you're like, we've got this buttoned up. This is what we're into. I think it's kind of fun that you're like, we just date around and we talk about it. I wonder, I still like, I feel bad for the person going on the date unless they're like totally clued in. Um, I had a friend who was cheating on her husband who was abusive. So like, I didn't feel bad about it. And she would go on business trips and like, she like meet these dudes and she like, we had a great weekend together. And I'm like, how are you doing it? She was like, I go on plenty of fish. 
Oh. I'm not like saying do or don't. Oh, wait, hold on. That's not your question. Your question isn't how you meet people. I'm sorry. Well, there's some advice for you anyway about how my friend cheated <laughs> on her husband. Um, you, your family doesn't have to know. This is a, I don't know if you have a job or what you do. This is a work friend. This is a college friend. This is a high school friend. That's it. They're not, you're not a kid. They're not going to be like, I need their parents' phone numbers. I also though, so she is with the mom and the baby. It's like, for how long do you have to go on dates while you're there? Are you there for vacation for a month or are you living there now? I mean, let's say she does. Let's say she's super horny and like, it's like a cigarette to her. Like this is her thing. I would just want you to be so careful because like a date, you'd be like, his name is John and he lives here. And I, this is his address. Uh, I would give your husband the info. That way yeah, someone I, just knows. But you don't know your parents. Isn't. Your parents don't want to fucking know. And you don't need no. to explain to them like, this is really what works for us. So it's a friend yeah. from high school. Your mom's not going to go like internet digging. That's it. You don't know. So you're asking, how do I lie about it? And the answer is, it's a coworker. It's a, someone I met at a convention for work, high school, college. And if you have none of these touch tones, you can just say, I'm going to an AA meeting. I'm going to the movies. I need a break from the baby, going to a spa, whatever. But I'm sure you have some friends in your hometown. So that's how you lie. I, you don't even have to be that specific. You just say like, I'm seeing a friend. <laughs> seeing a friend. I'm going to a late night yoga class. I'm just seeing a friend. No one's going to ask. Although you might, my, your mom would be like, who's the friend? You just, you're going to have to be okay with lying. Unless you really want to get nitty gritty, but I don't think your parents are going to be like, oh, so you're just fucking for the week. You're just flirting around. And quite frankly, you don't owe anyone that explanation. You have a beautiful baby. You have a healthy relationship, whatever. There are worse things. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like you're doing great. Sounds like you're doing great. Okay. Ah, listening to you speculate about the legality of the Montana baby in the bar question is so frustrating. Just do a quick Google. I'm from Montana too. Babies are legally allowed in bars here. You just can't serve them alcohol. Absolutely no grounds for getting that poor woman and her baby kicked out. Wait, now, why are you, first of all, just showing you, like, we're a cool podcast. Like, we read that. We weren't, like, shying away from it. I, we weren't pro that. I was saying, if that's the law, it's the law. But if it's not the law, then that's, is that illegal but on the part But this person is like, why didn't you Google the law? But here's my, th- the reason I didn't, because usually I would just Google something, is I'm like, I think that the rules are different if an establishment has has a food license or not. Like, right, well, place, if they can serve right. food. And also, and like, didn't. This, this podcast, we got, it's a dangerous podcast because there's so many hot takes flying around. We have to practice fire safety. But the truth is, let's <laughs> say it is legal, which we did allow for that in the question before you got really upset and only saw red. We did allow for that. Montana feels very like we reserve the right to kick out anyone. I don't know then if that's illegal, but it is. We said what's deplorable is the way that woman handled it. And I did also say like, yeah, if you're out without your kids, like you probably don't want to see a baby in a bar. The bigger issue is the way the woman handled it. And if it is legal, then I don't know what kind of rights the the owner has, but the way the woman handled it was shitty. We all agree with that. Yeah. A bar could have like a no shirts, no shoes, no service, like no babies rule. I don't know. You know, or so we don't know, but. I mean, you can have a baby in a bar and that's on you. I think it wrecks the vibe. This lady was just like this tired woman and she had the baby in there for a second. So the woman was wrong for doing it. Uh, and honestly, if those are the rules, that woman should have known and been like, you can't kick me out. 
That yeah, seems well. like a very from my cold dead hands kind of state. So <laughs> don't get frustrated at us because we don't do, we didn't do a Google search in detail about like food legality. I don't, we're on a show. On a show. We're on a show. We're a really kind of buttoned up show. We're I'm not afraid of you. You can write in your frustrations. This is a, I got it. It's an open-minded op-ed type thing. We have another update, a red hot spicy brain update. Red hot update. Thank you for answering my silly little question about getting my piano and guitar back. Oh, Remember yeah. this person. Do you want to give it was the, at our ex? This I'll do person. it. I'm better than you. Oh. In so many ways. No, I'm better. <laughs> Basically, this girl was like, my ex-boyfriend's parents have my instruments. I want them back. And then we were like, great, get them. She's like, they've been at their house for a couple of years. I had some mental health issues, but I want them back. And we said, go through him, but make sure to like bake some cookies and like thank them. The parents don't like her. I'm like, great. I'm sure they'll be happy to get rid of your shit. You shouldn't have left it there for so long. Uh-huh. Here's the update. Thank you for answering my silly question. Some context, which I should have included, is that my ex, his dad, and his brother frequently used the piano and guitar. After your answer, I realized that it was shitty of me to leave my stuff in their house for so long, but I also thought it might seem like I was asking someone to return a gift or something. I contacted him, and here's the story. He took the guitar when he moved abroad, so I'll just let him hold on to it. His family are religious and had some ideas of me being possessed or something because oh I was mentally God. spicy and nearly died. They sold the piano so they wouldn't have to have something belonging to me in the house. Well, that's he a normal, to- totally rational fear that someone's possessed by the devil, so get rid of their piano. These people seem great. He, he moved to get away from them after that. I'll just have to take the L and be glad that we're both thriving. Thanks again for your sage advice, which prompted a nice interaction with my ex and a weird story to take away. I love that. And also, yeah, it was not cool for you to leave that stuff for that long. And I do think there's some sort of rule like about possession. Like if you leave something in someone's house more than a week, it becomes their devil piano. But it'd be nice to say like to the boyfriend, like, hey, tell your ex, like if she doesn't get it this week, we're selling it. Like to just sell it without saying anything. Like I get it. They didn't legally have to, but like morally. Eh, they had it for a very long time. And like, you don't know if she's coming back, but also like- I, I don't know. They probably put a curse on it. That's so weird. Like, she's obviously possessed because she might be bipolar. Like, what? Good thing he uh, moved away too. Wait, can I just say something, Emily? When we're doing yeah. the show sometimes and you just stare at me, and but I can see some of you moving, I get nervous that there's like someone behind me on my <laughs> no, Zoom I'll... or like something. And I'm like, what? You're like, uh. And I'm like, what is it? Am I being paranormal activity? A killer. Uh. A killer. Okay, so top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. How do you want to do your listener tops and bottoms? Do you want to start with them? Do you want to start with you? That's good. Okay, well, we'll start with me because we already talked about how horrible our country is being right now. So I'll do mine because that's what people really want to hear. No, let's do yours. Let's get your cat ailments out of the way. Go ahead. You go first. Get the worst part out of the way. Go ahead. Okay. My, do you want me to start with top or bottom? They're both probably the same. No, but my bottom is cat related. Fine. Get your bottom out of the way. Okay. So look, it's hot here now. I'm on the second floor. This room's very hot, but it's hot. It's getting hot in Georgia. It's only going to get hotter. Um, Rizzoli is scared of ceiling fans to the point that 
I turned one on and he then screamed and pitched himself down the stairs. Sure. And that has now happened twice. I turned it on again today. And then he came back upstairs after an hour finally. And he came back in and again screamed and skittered away. And it's so hot and I don't know what to do. I mean, you love suffering in the name of your animal. You're like, I can't move. He needs to bury me alive. Get a little fan that sits on your desk or one of those like tiny air conditioner units, like a quiet Dyson fan. Yeah, I'm going to have to put little baby fans in various rooms because I I assume it's an instinctual, like he thinks it's a hawk. I don't know, but it's horrible. He'll get over it. Or get one of those Dyson like quiet fans for at least for there where the equipment is. You don't want all your Cameron Diaz DVDs to melt. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, they're already melted from me overplaying them. My bottom of the cob is I went to go mess with my ear and the new earring was gone, which is like this fresh piercing. And I was like touching it. I was like, where did my earring go? How did that even fall out? And I'm touching it. I'm like, why does it feel weird? It went inside the hole. Like it was in my middle ear, my middle earth. And the back was just sticking out and I had to pop it back through. And like the head of the earring is like kind of big. So that was gnarly. I'm not going to mess with that anymore. I think I forced it (laughs) through that ear hole. (laughs) I mean, it's... It pales in comparison, beyond the pale comparison to what's going on in the news. But that was, for a minute, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, wait, it's in me. Oh, no. Okay, so you want to hear a fan's bottom of the cob? Yes. From Abby. Bottom of the cob. When Eliza thinks we don't enjoy Emily's weekly cat updates (gasps) and her cob offerings. (laughs) I knew somebody was going to say something. Obviously, my taste is what dictates this, but you are right, Abby. And just because I find something mind-numbingly boring doesn't mean other people won't love it. So I apologize. And then because I'm the email reader and I've decided this person can also read their top. Top of the cop. The upcoming no, news segment said- called Emily's Weekly Cat Updates. Well, it's the rest of their jokes. So this is, you I'm are not doing. All right, fine. Can we please read a top of the cop? From the, the yes. Co- correct person produced this the way that the show was written? Yes. Okay, what's your top of the cop? My top of the cob is uh, I have not watched like a new show in a while because the thought of like starting something, yes. it's just too much. There's too many seasons of everything. 100%. There's too many things I haven't seen. It's very overwhelming. Um, but a new show came out on Amazon that was only 33-minute episodes, only eight episodes. So I watched it. I wound up watching all of it. Class of 07, where these, it's an Australian show where these people meet up for their 10-year reunion. And... Um, then apocalypse happens and they're all stuck together. They're trying to survive like just That's these a cute 10 premise. women. It's a cute premise. And I just haven't had that feeling in a while where I like start a show and I'm like, I need to watch the next one. I need to watch mm. the next one. And it just like, it ended in a like, like a cliffhanger, but it was satisfying. Like, it was just a nice, nice, it was a nice like four hours where I was like, oh, like just when you really are excited, like it's it's loading the next one. Yay. I love that. I love that feeling. I would do that. With succession, except for it would take like eight hours, but I do it with the office every night. Delicious. I do I do a quick two quick sprays of melatonin and Noah and I tuck in. We watch one and we start the second one and then I just like half awake, I'm like, I have to go to bed. And he just turns it off. You do a spray melatonin? He has a spray and I love it. It gives me awful dreams, but and I always wake up with my neck hurting, but does the job. I go right to bed. Something's not right. I'm gonna order a mouth guard. My head hurts. My top of the cob. This is so like new age and like borderline self-help annoying, but I'm just going to say this. 
the older I get, the more important a promise to myself is. And I is no secret that I, I really enjoy doing Pilates and I have an instructor who comes over and on the road, I always try to find a class. So it's become like a part of my habits. But uh, sometimes I do classes by myself and I've, you know, I've worked really hard this week, last week. Like sometimes you just get too tired. But I promised myself this morning, I was like, I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to get up, have my coffee. I'm going to do a workout before my meeting. I promised myself. And it was like very important that because I promised myself that I do it. And I did it. Most of it. I promised myself. Mm -hmm. I just think it matters. Like keeping that promise to yourself that you would do something, you wouldn't do something. These things matter. I'm promising myself. It's hard to work out when you have a peach monkey running around your house. Does she try to climb on you when you're working out? No, but she does enjoy looking at the machine and she only wants to touch the dangerous part, which is the springs. Of course. So I'm like, if you touch it, I'm going to give you kisses. And I know you don't like that. (laughs) Get ready. (laughs) Now for the fans top from Kat. I bought my husband and myself fancy Easter eggs, even though he definitely will not eat it and would definitely complain if he didn't get one. So I get to eat two fancy Easter eggs. <laughs> we live in Japan, so we don't really do Easter, just in it for the chocolate. Cat. Wait, what does that mean? Like a Cadbury cream-filled egg or like a big chocolate one with like a rabbit I assume like a chunky, like a nice big chunky one. I guess I don't know much about that, but I know those, you know what are beautiful are those sugar ones? that have like a seam made of icing in them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It wasn't until I married Noah. I don't think it was last year, but one of these years, Nancy gave me an Easter basket. I'd never, I'm Jewish, so like I'd never gotten one because like Christianity does a really good job of like marketing their stuff. And Jews are like, we have four questions and we don't eat till 10. Um, And so we will let Sierra do an egg hunt because, you know, her... Grandma is not Jewish and the kids in the neighborhood do it. Fun. I think that's fun to get to participate in other people's things. She's not like so she's drinking going the, elsewhere. She's not like drinking the blood of Christ. What? Uh on our you're, are, you're, are you hiding them in your yard or are you taking her to like a hunt with multiple children? A hunt with multiple children. Okay, It'll, you gotta be careful because right. in an egg hunt, this the other parents get brutal trying to get their kids the egg so that your kids... So you got to be in there helping Sierra. It's not about the children. The parents are fighting for eggs. I, you got to be there. Okay. First of all, my daughter has the strength of 10 men. Second of all, <laughs> I know all these parents, plus their kids are older. So I think they would show deference to like let the little baby oh. girl in. Um, yeah. But you know what? Someone butts her out of the way. I'll just be like, that kid has no manners. And she'll be like, what are manners? What's a kid? And I'll be like, here, you can't eat any of this chocolate anyway. Here's, here's some dinner. <laughs> it's so I can see her in a cute dress holding a little basket. Oh, did you get her a little basket already? No, I never will. But if her grandma wants to get her one, that's cool. What's she going to carry her eggs in if, if grandma doesn't get her one? She's going to get her one. I'll have them there. I'll, I'll just give her like a book people tote or something else. I'll give her like a trans lives matter tote or I have one. What do I have over here? I got one with Do you have a Lake Crusade she can carry? Give her a whole Lake Crusade pot. I could just walk behind her and she can it's also, I mean, she can only carry so much. You just hand it to me. She's not going to get to keep them. She doesn't need to know that because she's just a <gasps> baby. She can't have any candy. But we did give her pork chop at lunch the other day. So the line is very blurred. Are you going to eat the candy? 
Maybe. Maybe I make her do all the work and I eat that sweet, sweet Christian candy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Christians are scared of. Jews eating their candy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be in there enjoying your holiday, eating all the lamb cake, doing it up. I don't know. You guys, send us in your top and bottom of the cob. Please always send us updates and questions. Maybe you could code it if you have like a comment on something. I don't want to get too far in the weeds with comments. Otherwise, it just becomes like combos about combos. But the pod is here for you and we are here for you. I'm going to make a little video about the podcast. And uh, the next few dates, we've got, I'm announcing some great tour dates coming up. But the next few dates, I'm sorry to say for the rest of you are local. I got the Brea Improv coming up and I got the Oxnard Improv coming up because I'm sharpening that hour, which is about 85% brand new. So I would say 90% brand new. In fact, I would say 95% brand new. I'm not great with numbers. And you can always come out and see me running these sets in these streets uh, in LA. Take us at Eliza.com slash tour. What? Why am I wrapping up? Will you ever, like... If you hit 10 specials, will you stop or will you keep making specials as long as you keep having thoughts? Can I be honest? After this last special, I was like, I don't, what could I ever say ever again? And I like didn't think I'd be able to. Like your body of work is prolific. Like you've put out a lot. You know, I appreciate that. I think it's a lot of Netflix specials. I think other comics who have been doing this for a long time probably, I don't know, actually. I don't know. And, um... I'll keep doing it till the wheels fall off. And by the wheels fall off, I mean my mental faculties. <laughs> so far, I got something to say and they're not letting me say it in a movie. So we'll keep saying it in stand-up. Oh, and don't forget, folks, please remember, no matter what you do, it's like we always say in the lemonade business. Keep it sweet. Keep it sweet, pervert. <laughs> Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.